Let's Talk Home Repair is sponsored by Matriarchy Build, who provide tele-DIY services connecting homeowners to vetted pros for one-on-one video consultations. Visit matriarchybuild.com to get guidance on projects as small as a leaky faucet or as big as a home remodel. You can even book a session with Amy themselves. Visit www.matriarchybuild.com. Tele-DIY. Like telehealth? Yeah. Cool. I know. Hi, I'm Amy, general contractor. And I'm Alicia, homeowner, and we're talking home home repair. repair. Today, we've got some exciting topics. It's kind of fun. Today, yeah, I'm really interested in all this kind of stuff. Uh, But let's do a quick Dadu update. We're going to start with a Dadu update. Then we're going to talk about certified building designation. I don't even know what that is, so that's exciting to learn about. And then we have a listener question about wall surfaces and ceiling surfaces and stuff like that. So let's start with the Dadu update. (laughs) Woohoo! So yesterday I did a final walkthrough. For yes. final real for final, final walkthrough, paint on the wall. There's doors in place. They're ready to move in. The final inspection is tomorrow. So by the time this airs, cool. The final <laughs> inspection will have been done. So it is. Nice. It is completed. They've got a lot of landscaping to do, which you know. But that's of, their business. That is their yeah. That literally, literally, actually, <laughs> <laughs> literally, that is their business. So it is. It is complete, and it turned Wonderful. out really well. That's so really, great. Really well. And you have some pictures on your Instagram account. Is that correct? I believe so. I believe so if you go to up. Instagram, Amy, Amy Works Seattle, I think. Amy Works Seattle on Instagram. I believe so. Yeah. Check out some of those pictures. They, mm-hmm. they, do, they do look so nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on our Facebook page as well. It great. should be on our Facebook page. And that's page. Facebook page. That's Facebook.com. Amy Works Seattle. Amy Works Seattle. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, yeah. that, how does that feel to like have a project that size? It feels good. It yeah. feels good. It's like I'm ready to do another one because that was our first. That was our first one. Our first true DADU. Now we've done we've done basements, converting a basement into an ADU, and 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 those were actually. I think those were harder. Well, because you're dealing with whatever's existing still there. and trying to get it into yeah it, to fit into this, and the the permitting is is more extensive doing it mm. um, for an ADU in an existing structure. Mm-hmm. Um, it, well, okay. So we used the pre-planned DADUs, right? So Pre-planned by the city of Seattle. Right. So they're already gone through the major part of, right. of the, the um, permitting review. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it was great. I'm ready. I'm ready to do it again. We've got another one that we're working on to, um, you know, get the proposal out to the clients. That same size? Yep. Or maybe a little... Actually, it's going to be a little smaller. I think it's a 300 square foot. This was actually I can't 600 imagine. square foot. I, yeah, I mean, that ho- that's the size of a house. It is. Yeah. It is. I mean, when you when I walked down there the very first time to talk to them, and, and huge lot, it's like, oh, this is going to be great. But that DADU on there, it's like, wow, that is a huge lot. And there's no yard left. And we discussed this once before, but remind me quickly um, – so the reason why it's not just considered another home on the lot, because like I said, the house I was in Seattle, almost right. all the homes I've been in Seattle have been that size. I mean, they're home sizes. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between having a dadu and a second, you know, full building on your property? I assume there's more restrictions on no square footage. It's no, just- no. Huh? Well, there is a certain. There is a certain um, restriction as far as how big your lot is and how much how much you can have on there. But what they're doing now, and I found this interesting, is they're doing they're they're not actually splitting lots up, 
but yet they are. Okay. There was a house, or there is a house not far from from where I live that they put a DADU um, on in the backyard, uh-huh. and they sold that separately from the house itself. So, so it's they like, did split the parcel. Uh, yes, but I don't know. I'm not sure if they have a piece of the land or if they just have the building. I haven't looked into that yet. It's it's consi- condoizing is what oh, I've heard. Okay, the word. Yeah, and and oh, so we have to find out about that. That's yeah, weird. I'm I'm going to look into it a little bit more. Louise that we had on the plumber that we had on. Yes, um, yeah. she was talking to me about that, and 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 she would go in and and buy these properties and and do that, and then she condoize it. And so it's like you can get three separate families, right? If you had an ADU, a DADU, and then the house itself. Sure. So it's just like those communities. So they probably have an HOA type situation. It's, I don't know. They're like building oh. a community, but just on a smaller plot of land than or, what or we think they, of as a development. Well, I don't know because this this house that that's not far from my house was being sold by a real estate agent. I mean, he just had some random real estate sign out. So it wasn't like they were looking for, and the other house is vacant as well. So it's not like they were, you know, looking for their new best friend to live in the backyard. Right. But I'm yeah. sure you don't have your new best friend when you move into a condo either though. Well, I was thinking, you were thinking oh, more sorry, like, like co-housing, yeah. co-living kind of, kind of thing. But, right. Yeah. So. But that same concept of it's just yeah. on a smaller piece of. Yeah. Condoizing, and so Cond- she yeah. must understand. Yeah, I'm going to do be. a little bit more research, and I'll I'll get back to you. On yeah, that, that's fun. It was, it was very interesting. Really interesting. Well, congratulations. Well, thank you for very getting much. it finished. Thank you very much. So glad, and they yes. paid all their bills. Not yet. Okay, <laughs> I just did the walkthrough yesterday. You nice. know, there's those couple of little a doorstop that needs to be installed. Those kind of things. But and did you have many of those? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. No. Kayla's a great project manager. She. That's got, great. It, got it done. All right, yeah. right, right, right. All right. So you mentioned that you are now a cert. You have a certified builder designation. What I does that mean? Do so. It's through the state uh, builders association, BIAW. So Washington State or right, Washington this- State. Okay. Right, and the the national is NAHB. Right, National sure. Association of Home Builders. And then there's the local one, which is Master Builders of King in Snohomish County. So the state level has a certification that's certified builder, mm-hmm. and you have to pay a fee. You have to fill out an application. You have to have been in business for a minimum of five years. Mm-hmm. You have to provide references. From mm-hmm. vendors, suppliers, clients. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, so they actually call them because I got an email back from one of the clients that I had referred them to. And she said, you know, I just talked to BIAW and I really hope you get this and all this kind of stuff. So what it does is it it, it's, it, it allows you to, of course, display the, the, the logo, right, that I am a certified builder. And mm-hmm. I've gone through this vetting process and so I pay my bills. And and so the list, here's the list. I have the list. Um, so I had to submit references mm-hmm. um, for suppliers, subcontractors, and homeowners, um, provide education and work experience, comply with sp- superior code of conduct, provide greater insurance coverage. So there's a minimum that every builder okay. has to, so that we have to do a little bit more than than the bare minimum. We have to offer home warranties. Okay. Um, and they have thresholds of warranty that you have to meet. Right. Um, 
use contracts, clear contracts, agree to mandatory binding arbitration. Nice. And then provide a homeowner's guide, which, you know, that's not too bad. Not too bad. So, so it's this extra level of consumer protection. It is. So that when you go shopping for a contractor, this is kind of an important thing to see. It is. It is. And, and you know, I'd thought about it a little bit. Then I I talked to my, my sister about it, who's done real estate stuff back in the East Coast, and she's dealing with contractors all the time and stuff. And, and uh, she said to me, she said, you know, that would make a huge difference for me if I was shopping for a contractor. If they s- said that they were a certified builder that it makes yeah. because i have i'm required to do um continuing ed mm-hmm. um under that right yes i you know there's so many that i have to do every two years and it gets reviewed every two years and and so um yeah i just thought it was a you know, kind and of it a- is it, it's significantly more than in and you have to be licensed and bonded here but that doesn't really tell you doesn't the, t- the quality anything. No. all you do is just buy a license mm-hmm. and and i would even be worried about this designation if it if it didn't have so many levels of vetting you know right. like you say all the things right. you had to submit to them mm-hmm. and um what a nice thing especially as it's increasingly difficult to get hold of contractors so you you get kind of desperate and say okay anybody who answers my call anybody, I'll, I'll, anybody you know. who fogs the mirror yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah. some, some people are getting that desperate. It's like, are you breathing? Are you alive? You know, do you answer the phone? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so to have this, okay, you called me back and you have this designation? Yeah. You know, holy cow, I'm I'm in good hands. Mm-hmm. And and although I imagine the the association doesn't they're not part of it, you almost feel like though you'd have someone to yell at, you know, if they broke any of these covenants. Right. You know. Right, right. So it's kind of a um Better Business Bureau specifically for builders. Right. Yep. Exactly. That's great. Exactly. And so what continuing things, besides the continuing ed education, do you have to resubmit and revet that stuff every few years? or Every I mean, two years it gets reviewed. Every two years. Yeah. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. I would not have guessed that. So that way you can't just get in and then. Let me, let me check. Let me check. It's either two or five. Five would seem reasonable by the work. I know I have a piece. Yeah, have, yeah but that's still impressive. But still, yeah. Yep. So you're still having to, to answer mm-hmm. to them. Right. Well, right. and so you got that done and you've now got that designation? I do. Waiting to put the sticker on my truck. Nice. Yes. Nice. That's very cool. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Thank you very That's much. awesome. Thank you. More detailing for your truck. Yeah. Right. More <laughs> stuff on it. And I think um, uh, as a side note, when you put that information on your website, I think it would be helpful to have a little link of what does this mean? Yeah. You know, yeah, because everybody can put a bunch of seals on there, but it's like, right. what does this no really mean? It is, right? Yeah. Yeah. I will do that. Very cool. Very cool. Thanks. All right. So we have um, a listener question. We're going to end with this. And it's about popcorn ceilings, but we're going to go on and talk further on that. What, what's, right. what are we really talking about? Well, the question is popcorn ceilings. Why? Right? Exactly. Why? Why did anybody ever do this, and, and what do we do about it? Yeah. Um, so I did a little bit of research, mm-hmm. and uh, popcorn ceilings became started coming into the, the, the house building or home building um, in the 50s. When the drywallers were really crappy? Well, there was a huge <laughs> there was a huge construction boom, similar to probably what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the fifties, there was a huge construction boom, and they needed something that was quick and inexpensive. 
So popcorn ceilings, if you don't know, and I'm sure you know, but but, but they're that crinkly, not crinkly, but but it's just they're awful. It's looking. a surface that looks like popcorn in different. Like sometimes it's big chunky popcorn. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's smaller, it's a little popcorn. finer, yeah. right? That that just hangs there, and if you touch it, it it will if it hasn't been painted. It wasn't meant to be painted, mm-hmm. um, but people do paint it because it does start to collect dust and cobwebs and things like that. But if you do touch it, you will knock it down, right? It'll, yeah, right. So started in the started in the fifties up into the up into the eighties, and the reason that they did the popcorn ceilings was cheap and easy, right? And the you know they had a huge boom, and also cheap and easy as opposed to what? As like, opposed to the the drywall, the taping, um, and the mudding, and having a flat, smooth finish, which is very difficult to get. It is. It takes you know. Three, sometimes four layers. So they're they're coming in and they're putting and the drywall skill. up. Right, right. Yeah. And you can see every imperfection right. if you're just looking for a smooth finish. And and people want smooth finishes, but they don't realize how expensive it is to get them because your drywall guys are coming in multiple times. Right. Whereas if they're doing like popcorn ceiling or the other texture on the walls. They can go in and they can do the taping and mudding, get their first coat on there. They sand it. They do a second coat. They're done. And then they spray the texture. Right. Finished. Um, but a smooth texture is a smooth finish on the wall, which they call those level five. Level five. Um, is going to be, th- like I said, three to four more layer or three to four layers total. And, you and know, that means drying for 24 plus hours. Right. You know, depending on. Sanding again. So mudding again, yeah. sanding again, and then looking at it. And at, at every it. level, again, I, I just want to emphasize the skill that it takes on drywalling. Because at any one of those times, you know, even if you did four passes, if your third pass was really cruddy, right. it would just take a whole lot more sanding right. or, yep. you know, yep. or can I, ruin a good thing that was on level two, you know, right. whatever. It's, I nice. always find it fascinating to watch, to go on YouTube videos and watch – you know, a professional drywaller. Yeah. There is a woman. It's like watching dancing. Yeah. Like There's a woman, I think her name is Drywall Daisy. Drywall Daisy. I, I think something like that, or Drywall, <laughs> Dixie Drywall, something like that. But she's got a, a, a drywall contracting business. And she's got some videos out there, and she walks around on the on the stilt, so she's not moving a ladder. Right. Uh, but just to watch them do that, it, it's just, it's phenomenal. Yeah. But I geek out about that kind of stuff. Right. And so the the popcorn finish was giving you dimension, so it masked all those imperfections. Right. So it could happen very quickly. Yep. Yep. And it had some sound deadening properties. Right. So similar to what carpet does, that will do the same thing. If you've got noisy neighbors, you know, it'll help with that as well. Then the problem came that the highest composition of the of the popcorn ceiling was asbestos. And I blame my spelling on the popcorn ceiling that I grew up with because you could knock it off and play with it. So oh. I'm sure that I played with some asbestos. Probably. And that's wow. why I can't spell as well as I think I should be able to. Really? That's what I'm deciding. I didn't lick oh, okay. any lead pipes, so I think it was the asbestos. I think I did lead paint. Because we had big chunks of paint that came off the walls. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I'm sure that there were, it was to, in the sweet flavor, right? Because the lead paint it. had, you know, it's got a, it's 
Huh. One more thing for the Alzheimer's, right? Did we? Nobody gets out alive. (laughs) (laughs) No one gets out alive. So So what are people, are people still doing popcorn ceilings? No, you don't find many people that like it. Um, You know, I think that if you requested it, if you, for whatever reason, you absolutely love popcorn ceiling, and there are those people out there. Well, again, let's be clear. I would, you know, you're going to talk about some other surfaces. I would call some of those surfaces, except for the, what is it, the rough something or the knockdown, whatever. There's some popcorn-esque type of surfaces still, I would say. I guess. It's not Maybe quite I'm it's not wrong, but quite the same material. It doesn't have the bulk that the popcorn ceiling okay. does, right? Okay. So if you're if you're doing looking at like orange peel on your walls, there's the 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 material is not that bulky on the walls compared sure. to So know. let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about the the different kinds of surfaces. Oh wait, let me get. let me finish oh, with the, let me let me finish off with the with the oh, popcorn the and then we'll, with Got the it. history and then we'll <laughs> and then we'll pull it all together. Um so asbestos was a huge component of it. Right. It was what is a clean air act of 1972 because of the asbestos they said no longer can you build with it so you're not going to find it. So did it. they just stop or did they use a different material? They're using a different material but it really I think everybody hated it by then. Okay. Um, and we do find asbestos all the time um, in popcorn ceilings when we're testing it. We have to do demo. Sure. Um, we take a sample of it and have it tested for the asbestos and you have to get the abatement company out to take care of it and all that stuff but it's definitely something that you want to make sure that you remove it properly if you do have asbestos right, in there right you otherwise you won't be able to spell <laughs> i'm sorry i shouldn't tease you and you'll have huge cancer ah my yeah. dad actually had asbestosis from use um insulation on piping in these um like actually Power desi- plants. designated, like that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, he because they is that in their lungs then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and that and the smoking, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, when you hear people know. like who you know our age who have lung cancer and they never smoked, right? You know, and maybe had limited, uh, you know, um, exposure to contact smoke, which of course was terrible. Mm-hmm. It could have been just all the asbestos that we mm-hmm. were around. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Bad. Yes. Bad to the bone. Yes. Um, so no longer used, but you have to abate it. Right. Now, if you don't disturb it, if you don't go up there and, like, try and knock stuff off and it goes falling onto the floor, if you just leave it alone, it's fine. Can you repaint over it? You can paint over it, but if you ever want to get rid of it, that really um, ups the difficulty in getting it off the ceiling if you put latex paint on top of it. Sure. And it takes a lot of paint. A paint. I have painted popcorn ceilings before. Oh, okay. my word. We use this huge roller, right, that takes about a gallon of paint just to get it saturated and then to actually roll it. You don't spray it? I didn't. I rolled it. Oh, I didn't okay. have it. I, I can imagine that that would to get in all the – yeah, I yeah. would imagine they would just spray it. Now, and the only reason why I ask is because, you know, our living room has it, um, but it's high ceiling, so it's not, you know, detracting. Right. But I just think of what a nightmare would be to take all that off and then imagine just how rough, you know, the money that we'd have to spend on skimming it again and making it nice, you know, is that prohibitive? Are you going to put any kind of texture on the wall? You mean on the ceiling? On the ceiling, yeah, the ceiling. I, I would imagine some. Yeah, because yeah. I did that at my in my rental house, right? It had popcorn ceilings throughout, mm-hmm. and um, 
we got rid of the popcorn and fortunately none of the none of the ceilings had been painted so it was just a matter of it's just messy but you spray it you get it wet and then you take this big putty knife you know a drywall knife that's you know 10 or 12 inches wide and you just scrape it off and it's actually really fun <laughs> it's just kind of like whoa um and you're scraping what off you're scraping the popcorn off. Oh, oh, so you it did not have asbestos in no, it. No, it did not have asbestos in oh. it. The house was built in 77, so I was I was at that cutoff. Nice. So it didn't have it. So But yeah. you did test it. Well, yeah. Yeah. And um and then just did a skim coat. I did two two skim coats. So if you had a professional come in, you might be able to um, get it done in one. Uh-huh. Um and then I did a, a light texture on the ceiling with a hopper and just sprayed it. So it wasn't terrible. pretty good. wasn't too bad. Great, great. Yeah, I hated it at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but nice to have it done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so get it tested. People still do put it in, but 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 rarely. And maybe more for sound stuff than yes. aesthetics. Yes. And I could see that where you would have it coming into um, lower to mid-range Priced houses. I don't think you're going to see popcorn ceilings in million dollar mansion or two million dollar mansion. I think million dollars is just a house these days. Just a house that right? in Seattle. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. So um, that's ceiling. Mm-hmm. So then um, we've got there's there's three different three different main types of texture or non texture for the walls. on your drywall. Yeah. So you've got you've got a smooth level five coming in and it's just absolutely beautiful. And um, the only texture is gonna be on it is your paint. Right. Right. And if you you know you you'll get a little bit of roller marks or, you know, just that little dimpling kind of thing. Um or you could spray, but you have to back roll. Right. So you're gonna get a little bit there. Um then there is the orange peel, which is a lighter texture. Um, it's it's like joint compound or mud or spackle, whatever you want to call it, that's mixed up to the consistency of about pea soup. Mm-hmm. And then you can spray it with a hopper that's that's uh, connected to a compressor, or they do make it in cans. But if okay. you were to you were do You wouldn't do uh, a house. A, a no, room with you that. wouldn't do a house. You wouldn't do a, a full room because that's just crazy. Because it's just it's like $17 a can and that covers maybe four by four. So that's for your drywall area. repair. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You know, you got a big hole. So there's the orange peel, which is very popular. That covers a lot of um inconsistencies in the the wall repairs. Trying to get it to match is a trick. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're trying to do a wall repair and you're, you've got dry, you've got orange peel and then you're doing this patch and it's like, oh, no, I need to match that. That's kind of tricky. Uh, I, I suggest to people um, to practice on a piece of cardboard. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, shake it, make it. Right. Um, but better than nothing. It's like, you know, when you have the orange peel and then just flat. Right. Where your repair is. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> your level five where yeah. your repair is. Well, it's not level five. It's like <laughs> streaks from where they did that. Because I can think of one in my house right now. It's by the door. There's the trim on the door, and then somebody had repaired the door framing. So there's streaks made by the putty knife. But the, but. And then there's the orange peel. It's like, oh, that's pretty. And did I change it? Fix it? I was going to say, I bet you could still show me that today. I bet you could. (laughs) Yep, yep. So the orange peel and then the knockdown is becoming more popular now. Um, I see it a lot in apartments. Yes. Uh, 
And it's, for some reason, it's becoming more popular than it used to be. And um, I couldn't tell you why. And <laughs> what Knockdown is, it's it's similar to Orange Peel, but there's one more step. So with Orange Peel, you just, you spray it on and you just leave it. You don't, you don't mess with it. With Knockdown, you spray it on and it's a little bit heavier uh, material that you're spraying on there. And then you wait about five minutes let it set up kind of, but not totally dry. And then you take, a, a again, a long 12-inch 12, 12 drywall knife and just run it very gently down at a really acute angle mm-hmm. to the wall. And it actually knocks the tops of those bubbles, yeah. for lack of a better word, um, spackle, or not spackle, but, but compound that you have on the wall. And it, it leaves a flat... So it's got a it's a lot of gonna, super valleys flat, it has and to, it's like plateaus yeah, valleys, yeah. and valleys. Looks like you're looking down at a canyon. Exactly. You know, with, with no yep, dimension. Yep, that's it. Yep. So, and no no idea why that's popular. why that's coming back and popular. No, uh uh-uh. uh. Because mm-hmm. what I find interesting about it is, you know, fashionable, we've talked about this a couple times too, and it's coming in and out of fashion, is wallpaper. And what do you think the best, you know, surface would be for putting wallpaper up? I would imagine the knockdown is not great. No, uh uh-uh. uh. Because I would wouldn't. Because I, would, I wouldn't think that the uh, orange peel would be either. Mm. I would think that you want to do be a, uniform. Uh, I don't know, man. So I wonder. So what kind of prep do you do for wallpaper? Uh, you've got to do a skim coat on it. Okay. Yeah, you've got to get, get rid a, of that texture. skim coat. Get get rid of the texture and and have it nice and smooth. Yep. And well. it's got to be primed um, with a certain kind of paint or primer, and then wallpaper. Now the reason why not to do wallpaper. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> we'll talk about that one in the next episode. Yeah. So wall so textures. There you go. Textures. Popcorn ceilings. Good to know. So as you're looking around and when you're going back to dinner parties, since we can now go back to dinner parties, go check out the textures on the walls and see if, uh, if you can identify orange peel, knockdown, and level five is the smooth. Level five is the smooth. And yeah. if you're in a house with level five... Take your shoes off. Exactly. Because you're in a nice house. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, if you have any questions or if you find a texture that doesn't sound like it's any of those three, uh, send us an email at askamy at amyworks.com. Please leave us a review and a rating that will help other people find this show. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Alicia. Makes me wonder. This podcast is sponsored by Amy Works, a residential remodeling contractor in Seattle. We want to help you realize the dream of your next kitchen, bath, or basement remodel. Check out some of our work on our website, amyworks.com. Give us a call at 206-478-2019 or send us an email at help at amyworks.com.